0: If you dare This is the DC City Cast with Frank Hanrahan, presented by Bet Rivers.
1: Tuesday edition DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, go to BetRivers.com right now. Download that app as we get you closer and closer to the big game. Speaking of the big game, coming up here on the DC City Cast, we got uh, my guy from the desert, Tim Murray, host of Veasan uh, program, the Nightcap. He can give us some heavy leans on what to do this Sunday. Let's get inside uh, Tim Murray's brain. One of the uh, bright stars in all of. Um, the broadcasting world and sports gambling in particular. So we'll talk with Tim Murray from VEASAN momentarily here on DC City Cast. It is the day after another Wizards drubbing where I don't want to sound like a prophet, but boy, oh boy, the Wizards did absolutely nothing to uh, counter what critics have been saying about this squad lackluster performance again they get blown out by the miami heat at bed rivers.com it closed at the heat minus seven and a half opened at minus six everybody was on the heat and everybody who been on the heat happy today um and it was the right play clearly i think i gave out the under yuck 207 zero defense heat hitting threes left and right um But I also gave you Toronto last night. So I was 1-1 and on the night. Now 22 and 23 documented on the season. So I was back to 500 for a hot second. And then that Wizards uh, heat under the number (laughs) went uh, way over. So I don't want to beat a dead horse again. But the trade deadline is Thursday. And last night's performance was... uh, Indicative that uh, they need to try to make as many moves as they possibly can. They've lost 8 of 9. They are 5 games under five hundred. They are getting blown to smithereens by everybody except the Sixers. I don't know what happened there, but uh, they went to Philadelphia and got a victory. They were down by as many as 37 last night against the Heat. 37, bro. And to cap off the evening one of the assistant coaches goes after a fan who was talking smack so a disastrous night for the organization and the heat is on the heat is on the coaching staff the heat is on the management led by gm Tommy Shepard. uh it's on ownership to do something to correct this because fan base is pretty much fed up and it's too bad and it's it was an avoidable situation 10 and 3 start Bradley Beal flashing the dub sign, right? So what happened? What happened? Did they start believing the hype? They were unable to deal with um, issues, clearly? When did they start not liking each other? When did they start not... um, Responding to coaching, if there is any coaching going on. And that's what I tweeted last night. And I got a, a, heck, have a resp- heck of a response on social media. Follow me at J. Frank Hanrahan. I said, let me just make sure I get the quote exactly right. Oh, besides arguing with fans, I tweeted, what exactly does a Wizards coaching staff do? And I asked this question because for like the eighth or ninth time, they're down big in the first quarter. Uh, no sense of urgency, no adjustments. It's like they don't have a scouting report. Duncan Robinson, who everybody and their mother knows is a three-point shooter, was getting wide-open looks after just working for that extra second to get open, working off screens, et cetera, et cetera. They're not prepared. They don't make adjustments. The players look disinterested. The players look like they don't give a crap about each other. And this is what you get. Blowout losses. Nothing was positive about last night. Oh, yeah, there were some garbage time points from Corey Kispert and Rui Hachimura. But whatever. Didn't matter when it counted. So come Thursday in the trade deadline, big decisions to be made. Now, I already see Portland's already looking like they're going to deal C.J. McCollum to the uh, Pelicans for uh, picks and Josh Harder compensation. So, other teams are going to be very busy. Are the Wizards going to be busy on Thursday? They better be. (sighs) They better be. The uh, latest report was Bradley Beal wants to be in D.C. And until... He gives the okay to be dealt. He's not going anywhere, and that's probably very accurate. And the way he's been playing, and he looks at his options of signing a Supermax here where he can get $250 million. Why would you even think about leaving? Hey, look, championships are key and important. Uh, (laughs) But if I'm in his shoes, I'm like, oh, my God, I can make $250 million, and I got generational money. He can get a lot of money going to a competitor and be a second or third wheel. Or he can hang here and you know, arguably be their best player and make all that money. So, decisions, decisions. Uh, Montrezl Harrell played with a little spunk last night. Um, but here's the thing. All these players are killing their stock value, their trade value in this slide. It's not like anybody's really hoping or helping themselves. But, again, teams will look at their past and what they've done and understand that this is a, a tough road to hoe. And they'll say, oh, well, this guy will fit nicely with our unit. Montres Harrell will be a nice piece off the pine. He actually has been one of the few bright spots. Spencer Dinwiddie, on the other hand, I, I don't know what his deal is. You got a couple guys on this roster like Bertans and Dinwiddie. They're smart. They're smart guys. I wish they would play better. But a couple years ago when they were in their contract year, they know they're going to be free agents. They put that pedal to the metal. They look fantastic for a season. And then they get their money. And I know Dinwiddie's coming off an injury. But we're, what, 50-some games now, almost 60 games into the season. I think we know what we've gotten out of Spencer Dinwiddie. We obviously know what we got out of Dallas bertans So come Thursday, they're going to try to move those players, but who's going to take them? Like, what team is going to be in their right mind? Not only to bring on the talent they provided, but also the salary that they are going to command or they are on the books for. Bertans is, what, 18 a year? 16 to 18 a year. Dinwiddie is 20 a year. It's an astounding amount of money for the production these guys are putting in. So what are the Wizards going to do come Thursday? Yeah, Everybody's on the table to move. I would, you know, quite frankly, I I think I've seen enough of Rui Hachimura. But our team's going to take him on with him missing half the season because of mental health issues. Touchy subject, I understand, but that's got to be factored in. He looks stiff out there. Doesn't look that great. Hit a couple threes last night, but he's averaging seven points, three boards, and assists. I try to get a first-rounder for him. Aaron Holiday (laughs) is getting starts now. Be a nice backup, I guess, for a a, a contending team. I don't know what you're going to get for him. Same deal with Abdia, maybe a first-rounder. Thomas Bryant, maybe a first-rounder. But again, these guys are just not helping their cause with the way that everybody has been playing and the way this team has been playing. Kyle Kuzma could certainly get a first-round pick and maybe some considerations or maybe even even another player. Uh, If they were going to deal Kyle Kuzma. So I expect them to make some moves on Thursday. I don't expect um, Bradley Beal to be moved. Um, And again, he's been out because of a wrist injury. And the slide's going to continue. They brought in a whole new coaching staff. And sort of stunningly, they are worse than a year ago a lot worse Uh, (laughs) it's painful and again I don't want to beat them up too much we did that yesterday they're so mediocre are they going to do anything to try to get themselves out of this hole I guess we shall find out uh, come Thursday and they got a game against the Brooklyn Nets at home Uh, following the debacle against the miami heat so that should be an interesting uh afternoon on thursday to see if anything shakes down for the washington wizards again five games under 500 and they get the nets of brooklyn on thursday night we have uh some official releases to give out tonight there is one game in college basketball that we have to talk about in fact We'll chat with that uh, with Tim Murray from Veasan. He's going to join us next. We'll get into some college hoops, get his thoughts on the Big Bowl on Sunday in Los Angeles. Tim Murray joins the DC CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. That is next. I'm Frank Hanran from Veasan. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience Rush Pay.
0: When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app.
2: Presented by Rivers Casino, Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem, call 1 888 532
1: 500 dc city cast rolls on on a tuesday frank han from Vison dc city cast presented by bet rivers my pleasure to bring in a uh rising star in the broadcasting world uh tim murray from Vison and the nightcap joins me from las vegas timmy what's up buddy
2: frankie always a pleasure i'm sitting here in my kitchen uh you know living the uh the vegas dream uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry i wanted to get you on bro because you know, big games coming up on uh on sunday um yeah look the uh rams are minus four i saw your uh your mentor and your leader brent musburger put out that he likes the Bengals getting the three uh give no. me your give me your overview on this one what do you think
2: you know it's funny frank uh you and i think very similarly Mm -hmm. so i'm sure your your listeners uh, know how how you work and Mm -hmm. uh, i am of the same uh cloth uh you and i have spent many a days texting back and forth about some fishy stinky lines Mm -hmm. i don't know man i i have i'll I'll be honest i I haven't made a play yet uh, on a side uh but i kind of like the rams in this spot you know all all i've been hearing yep Throughout the past week and a half, right? Is oh man, that's a lot of points. You know, that's that's Joe Burrow. Look how look how uh, you know tough they are. They they don't give up and and all of that. So it, it just seems a little too good to be true mm-hmm. that that line continues to hang around for four and a half, depending on where you look, Frank. Uh, you know, I when the public starts firing away later this week, maybe that number starts to drop. Uh-huh. Maybe it seems like it's the right side, uh, but right now I, I just look at. You know, for me, I look at that defensive front for the Rams, and it is yeah. is—it's mean, daunting, obviously, with Aaron Donald, with Von Miller playing like he's, you know, back in Denver right now, Leonard Floyd coming off that edge. Um, and that's a defensive or offensive line, I should say, that is, I mean, we saw how weak it was against Tennessee. Now, they stood up and played well against Kansas City, but, you know, Kansas City's front is nowhere near uh, the firepower of a team like uh, Los Angeles. So I'm fascinated to see how it all plays out. Um, you know, one of the plays that I did make early and talked about on my show was I played under 49 and a half okay. down to 48 and a half. Nice. Uh, you know how and you know how it is, though, with a lot of these Super Bowls, mm. right? Uh, the more boring it is, uh, the more the house wins and usually uh, the more the public loses. So. You know, we'll see if the under is uh, is ultimately the right side. I get a little worried because it feels like everyone's <laughs> leaning that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think right now, I've, if I had to make a play, I'd probably roll Rams. You know, what I'm ultimately hoping for, Frank, is mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, what they're going to do, and I'm not saying this is wrong, and a lot of people listening to your podcast and, and v Sin or wherever, um, this might be a... a, a, a You know, an event where you go to the counter for with 40 bucks in hand and you say, I want to make a bet and there's nothing wrong with that. And you're going to say, well, I can get plus 175 on the money line, meaning I could turn my 40 into 70 if the Bengals win. So I'm hoping ultimately maybe we can get a little bit of a suppressed Rams money line here. And that might be the way that I ultimately roll because I really do think the Rams will win. And I think another way to go about it would be if you think the Rams are going to win, but you don't want to lay the four, four and a half. Do you go Matthew Stafford to win MVP? I saw that. Yeah, plus money.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you
2: go? Do you go Aaron Donald at, at a little longer uh, of a run? You know, I would yeah. say this, Frank. The one bet I really don't like as 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 a potential Rams backer is Cooper Cup to win MVP. I know that's become very popular, uh, but my hunch and feeling is let's go back to the NFC Championship. Let's pretend that was the Super Bowl. Who wins the MVP of that game? I think it's Matthew Stafford, right? Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. has 113 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup has two touchdowns. Cooper Cup's amazing, and there might be ways to go about a Cooper Cup bet, but I think MVP, it's either going to be Matthew Stafford if the Rams win, or you could see with the narrative of the defense dominating, you could see someone like Aaron Donald or Yvonne Miller winning yeah. that MVP.
1: I saw it was like plus six hundred, I think, for Donald or something. Yeah, cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, he's mm-hmm. around sixteen to one, so you can get oh, okay. some really good money. Oh, even, yeah, okay. even okay, nice, really
1: good money. nice. Yeah. Uh, Tim Murray joins us from Veasan's uh, Nightcap, catch him uh, nightly uh, on Veasan. Love what you do, man. You're from DC originally, and they're now out in Las Vegas. But I gotta hey get, Frankie, yeah.
2: let me let me ask you this. Yes, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. I got into this discussion last night. We had okay. uh, we had the Sklar brothers on.
1: Oh wow, yeah, I remember those guys.
2: Funny dudes, they're actually going to be in D.C. No way. Okay. Um, this weekend. Uh, so we were talking with them, and, uh, you know, I, I said that I'm from D.C., and then Sean King, my co-host, who likes mm-hmm. to, you know, we like to, to bust down each other, he said, stop saying you're from D.C. You're not from D.C. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I know where you're right. going I mean, with this. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm from Rockville. I mean, yeah. Rockville, Maryland is a suburb of Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. It's about – Mm -hmm. I could get to the city limits, you know, where we used to work, uh, once upon a time, or I used to work on Idaho Avenue, right past, uh, right past where you, uh, Mm -hmm. went to high school at Sybil Friends, Frank. Uh, I can get there in like 20, 25 minutes. uh, I don't know. I I think, I think I'm in the, I think I'm in the clear. Well then, and then I I love Sean because me and him go, just we're ruthless with each other. He goes, it's not like you're saying from Oxen Hill. I'm like, Oxen Hills not in D.C. Oxen Hills in Prince George's County. So, am I okay? You, as Mm -hmm. a D.C. native, sure. uh, Am I okay saying D.C. or do I need to represent the true, true, true being that is Rockville, Maryland?
1: Here's what I would say to that. I think if you're in the area and you're hanging out, and somebody says, "Where are you from?" When you're in D.C., you say, "I'm from Rockville." Rockville. Right. But when you're out of town, and just to make it simple for everybody, you just say, "I'm from D.C." Yada yada, and if the conversation continues, then you say, "I actually was Rockville, right outside of DC." But I, I have no yeah. issues with that. I will say now, since I did grow up in the nation's capital, and now I live right outside in Tacoma Park. For me, when people ask me where do you live, I actually do say Tacoma Park, right outside of DC. But I think okay. it's because I grew up in DC. Does that make sense?
2: Well, yeah, like yeah, like you said, if I if I got into a conversation with someone, yeah. And they say, Where are you from? You know, and you say, I'm from Rockville, Maryland. There's a glazed up look usually <laughs> on their eyes, you know. What are you talking about? But if about? they said, I'm right. from DC, and then yeah. they might say, Oh, I did work in Gaithersburg. Boom. And then I'll be like, Oh, I'm really from there you Rockville, go. which is the town. So,
1: because I'm uh, sure folks from Oxon Hill in Vegas will say, I'm from DC. Sure. Absolutely. Um
2: yeah when I run into Kevin Durant, you know, proud he would Easy he would County say uh, native. He will say DC.
1: He would say 10. DC or DMV, which let's not even get yeah. started on that. Uh, <laughs> dude, what did you think of the uh the nickname, the whole uh the whole unveiling? Did you get a chance to chat about this on your show?
2: Uh, you know, we didn't really chat about it okay. on our show, um and uh I have kind of I've stayed true to this. Now you know, full disclosure, I'm, you know, 34 years old. So, uh, you know, 1987 was when I was born and, uh, you know, despite the shield, uh, of the Washington commander saying 1992, uh, (laughs) it is actually the 1991 season. That is the meaningful one, not the year that they went nine and seven. Um, but I I just, I don't, I don't care, man. I I just don't. And I, I've you know, people have asked me about it, um, and I, and my response has been pretty consistent. Just win football games. You've lost a generation. I mean, they have. Maybe even more, Frank. Right, right. I mean, why, why me growing up in Rockville, Maryland, you know, 20 minutes outside of, of, <laughs> of D.C., you know, working for uh, mm-hmm. the flagship station for half a decade, even longer? Um, you know, why why should anyone care you know it, it really felt to me like an event that, like they've done so many times before where they try to kind of they t- try to like you know that something's on fire over there and they're like hey look over here it's a good point so mm-hmm. i i just i don't care i i and yeah. i know that's i i, I I'll say this, no matter what they named this team, there was going to be people who were so mad. They could have came out with, I don't know what the greatest nickname mm-hmm. of all time is, but they could have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so
1: yeah.
2: I, I just, you know, with this organization, they always find ways, and, and it was just, you know, maybe we try too hard as fans or natives of the area to nitpick, but I mean, dude, yeah, to have a shield come out and it says 1983, 1988, 1992 on it, when you don't put the year of the Super Bowl, the date of the Super Bowl you won, you put of the season Season. that you played in. Like the 1991 Mm -hmm. Washington Redskins football team is one of the greatest football teams ever. And on their shield, that's going to be on their uniforms, it says 1992.
1: (laughs) 1992, bro.
2: they, They just can't get out of their own way. So... Look, I I have a lot of friends uh, that are diehard uh, Washington football fans. I know they're hurting. Um, And, you know, my buddy was like, well, what? Because I'm a big Notre Dame fan. Well, what if Notre Dame changed their name to, you know, got rid of fighting hours? I'm like, honestly, dude, if they kept the same color scheme and they kept Notre Dame, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't care. Right. I'm I'm always a big believer. Look, I love the Nationals. That name's kind of silly. I I don't – it's not – you know, I I like them because they're in Washington, D.C. Correct. That's where I'm from. and uh, So, I I don't know. I I just win some football games and then Mm -hmm. cure – you know, and that's the thing too, Frank, and I'm sure you believe this. Like if the Commanders in five years became a consistent winner like the Rams, the the, the fan base would be all over it. But the fact is they've just been dragged through the mud for over three Mm -hmm. decades now.
1: Yeah, it's I you know what I said was hey if they had done the rollout correctly and and handled everything the right way I would have given them tons of credit but to your point it's almost like they they established this plan to roll this out it felt like 2 weeks prior it was so badly done they don't even have a mascot like that's the other thing okay commanders give me an idea what type of commander are we talking about commander chief are we talking about a commander on a boat like give me an idea you know they couldn't even do that yeah, we're gonna figure that out later down the road but enough of that chatter because well,
2: and, and yeah and i thought the biggest thing too was i was like just don't mess i, I actually i actually like the washington football team uniforms i thought Dude. they were kind of clean okay and i i like the color scheme and I was like, the biggest thing is just keep the color scheme. And mm-hmm. they kind of messed that up. I thought the home white uniforms are a little funky. Sure. Didn't really have that true burgundy on there. So, you know, once again, I, I know – I actually think the W is kind of clean. I actually don't mind the W. I think that's a, a decent look. So, I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I you know – if the, I'm sure people in Cleveland are upset about the Indian name uh, being changed, but guess what? If the Guardians win a World Series, they something find. that they haven't done since 19 what 48, I'm Jesus. sure he'll be full in Guardian gear. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's just yeah. I, I just, to me, I mean, look, the, the, the basketball team did it, and eventually people got over that, and uh, now their coaches want to fight fans, you know. So you got that going for. Them. <laughs>
1: Tim Murray from Visa joins me, host of Nightcap. <laughs> uh, look, I know you you love college hoops. Uh, I get sucked back in uh, during about this time of the year, and I got mm-hmm. really sucked in today because I'm looking at BetRivers.com, and I see that the number one team in the country, Auburn, they've won like 24 of their last 25, on the road at Arkansas, unranked Arkansas, and the line is only, Timmy, Auburn minus two at Arkansas. What is the deal here?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is your classic stink. Um, and over the weekend, uh, Auburn obviously played Georgia, uh, a team that is not very good and uh, and was life and death with them. So hmm. uh, Arkansas, Arkansas is a team that is kind of in desperation mode um, and – you know, they're well coached they are kind of getting their pieces back together uh they they're red hot right now they've won eight in a row frank so okay uh you know this is a spot too but but that said i mean come on now i mean this is the number one team in the country oh, and mm-hmm. it's only one one and a half so or two um yeah so this is one of those i mean this today's slate uh, as we chat on tuesday morning There are some lines out there that make you scratch your head and you say, huh, really? (laughs) You know, (laughs) I mean, Auburn, Arkansas might be the number one. Uh, I I love betting the Mountain West. Um, You know, Wyoming is, you know, is red hot too. They're at home and they're only a one-point favorite Hmm. against Utah State. Uh, Villanova, they're dealing with some injuries. They're only laying four, fresh off of an 11-point win over UConn against St. Johns. Uh, but Colin Gillespie and Justin Moore both banged up there, so that is a line. Uh, certainly, that is a that is a bit fishy. So, yeah, there are some interesting lines, no doubt about it. Hmm. Uh, Connecticut lay in six against Saw that. Marquette. Yeah, um, you know, Marquette's been a team that I've loved to back all year, uh, and uh, you know, this is going to be a trendy dog. Uh, uh, yeah, in mean, Marquette, no doubt. So, there's a couple spots. Uh, on this Tuesday slate that really make you kind of raise an eyebrow and scratch your head and say what's going on here what are the odds makers trying to tell us
1: Correct. with this line yes yes they're they're giving you a big nudge big wink as to what to mm-hmm. do uh, later on tonight Tim Murray from Vison joins me uh, before I let you go I gotta get your take on the Washington Wizards another team that changed their <laughs> uh, nickname <laughs> years ago. You know I'm all for trying to reset, regroup, move on from Bradley Beal, uh, get some veterans and some slew of draft picks in return from for this guy because I think he's sort of checked out. Even though he says he wants to be here, I, I, everything uh, says it. But uh, what, what's your take on this team? They got blown out by Miami. They've lost eight of nine. Uh, whoever is betting against the Wizards, you're doing pretty good, except for that Sixers game the other night. Thoughts on where the Wizards are and what they should do with this trade deadline.
2: Yeah, it's funny because it felt like uh, that trade for Russell Westbrook, uh, of Wes- Russell Westbrook, I should say, actually worked out in their favor. And it, it may ultimately still work out in their favor. I, I thought it was a horrible deal, by the Lakers didn't make sense to me. Uh, but that said, I, I think and – I, and I know – you know, talk in DC has always been, you know, oh, you got to trade Bradley Beal, you got to get assets, and you know, at some point you say, well, what do those assets turn into? You sure. don't turn, you don't trade an All Star just to, for the sake of trading an All Star. But to your point, you know, where are you going right now as an organization with Bradley Beal? Obviously, John Wall is long gone. Uh, who are you building around Bradley Beal with? And I, I really do believe that. You know, you've got to see what the market is going to uh, bring back.
1: Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: You know, Josh Hart is not a, you know, great piece, but he's he's solid. You know, pride of Sidwell Friends, your alma mater. That's there. right, that's um, right, bro. He gets traded mm-hmm. for, uh, for C.J. McCollum um, from New Orleans to Portland, and, you know, Portland's clearing up cap space. They're going to try to build around Dame. We'll see how that ultimately works, but, yeah, it just feels like – you look at this roster and you're like, well, what are we? Right. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. Bradley Beal. It's, it's Kuzma. It's Harold. It's just a bunch of guys. I mean, you know, I know Rui Hachimura mm-hmm. uh, has been banged up obviously. So that's not, you know, a, an ideal situation. Um, but yeah. And Davis Bertans, that, that contract is kind of an anchor. Right. So I, I kind of, I don't want to say blow it up, but it feels like you got to move on. And, you know, so many teams have been, reaching out for the services of bradley beal i know the ownership has always been hesitant to deal them but at some point you gotta when it comes to like the stock market right you gotta think you gotta sell high Mm -hmm. i don't know if the stock is as high as it once was right i in my opinion i would see what's out there especially with the trade deadline coming up and see if you can get you know a team i mean look goodness gracious look at the east right now i mean don't you think one of those teams who's trying to jockey for position, Frank, would be mm-hmm. able to – would give up something of, of substance.
1: You would think. Uh, for, you would think so. like Philadelphia. But here's the other side of that coin, bro. Is like if you trade for Ben Simmons, you're getting Ben Simmons with his right. baggage. Like I, I, as a manager, I'm thinking would I want to trade for a guy who's super uber talented who does come up short in the playoffs, but he does provide that defense. He can handle the ball, distribute, yada, yada. But he also held out for for five months from his previous team. Do I want to bring that on? So there are other things that you got to consider when you're doing these deals.
2: Well, and, and I know you. Yeah. And this is I'm just kind of putting this out there, but like, and obviously they're not going to trade Andrew Wiggins. Nor uh, maybe you don't want him. But like, you know, is how high is. You know, could you get a, a package? Let's say for James Wiseman and Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's averaging 16 points a good. game right now. It's solid for yeah. the Warriors. Yeah. So, so is he a guy that you can build around? Because uh, I'm sure you know the Warriors would be interested in, in, in the services of Bradley Beal and, and James Wiseman is not that far removed from being you know the number two pick in the draft. Uh, he's obviously hurt this year, but is that a guy that? that would, you know, make some sense uh, for the Wizards yep. to build around a young piece like that. Jordan Poole seems to be coming into his own or is it a situation uh, and this is what up, is up to the management is Jordan Poole flourishing in Golden State because Steph Curry's getting <laughs> all the attention right. and Jordan Poole then, you know, gets the reap the benefits and if he becomes a main attraction, he's not mm-hmm. going to be nearly as productive. Very possible. So, yeah. um, you know, you look at that. You look at that roster at Golden State, and and who knows if they want to part with some of those pieces. But you know they just drafted Jonathan Kaminga, mm-hmm. uh, Moses Moody, uh, James Wiseman. I think there's some pieces. It, it it's always felt like Golden State has been waiting to make that blockbuster move, and you know maybe Bradley Beal is that guy, uh, especially in the Western Conference where Jeez. the Lakers yeah. are a mess, the Clippers are a mess. Yeah. Um. You know the Suns are obviously tremendous, uh, so they they would be tough to get over, but do the warrior are the Warriors a Bradley Beal away from potentially, you know, winning the Western Conference again?
1: It's scary to think about his game with a really solid team would, to your point, put them over the top. They would be scary, lethal Golden State right. or let's say put him in Miami. My God, man, along with Duncan Robinson or Tyler right. Hero, or maybe you get those guys in return for him. But he would add he would be that missing piece for a lot of teams.
2: Yeah, and I think if you recognize the benefit of, you know, being the Robin to Steph's Batman. Uh, I mean, my God. I mean, yeah. Think about think about how scary those teams were with KD. Bradley Beal's not KD. I'm not saying that, but he's, you know, to put him with Steph and Clay, and if they kept Andrew Wiggins. I mean, man, I know the size wouldn't be there, but. Good luck. And Draymond's, you know, Draymond's hurt. So yeah. he's gonna come off. So yeah. um Jeez. I mean if I, if I were Golden State, um, you know, Steph Curry's getting up there a little bit in age, I'd take a swing. Um, and I think they have a lot of it, it's felt like okay, what is Golden State's ultimate plan here? Right? Mm-hmm. Is it okay, we're building the next wave. So when right. Steph and when Clay and when Draymond have a drop off, which will come at some point, we have this next wave of Kaminga. And Moody and you know Jordan Poole and Wiseman or are they holding those guys and saying it's pretty attractive right here right we're giving them NBA minutes they're being successful do you want to you know take a piece uh, of these and and you go get Bradley Beal so yeah it's 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 if I were the Wizards I certainly would be uh would be asking for I mean I mean, what is – Daryl Morey keeps asking for the sun and moon for for Ben Simmons. It's not working. Maybe you don't ask for that, but I I think, you know, hell, if you're asking for Ben Simmons or Bradley Beal, I mean, to a man, I think everyone would take Bradley Beal.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And that baggage that Simmons has, just – I can't deal with that. Sorry. Can't (laughs) deal with it, Timmy. All right, before I let you go, where can we catch you? Give us the latest rundown, where we can see you, your Twitter handle, all that good stuff because you provide such great info, my friend.
2: Yeah, every weekday at night, uh, myself, Sean King, uh, hanging out from 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern. So we're the late night crew. Uh, by the way, uh, for those wondering, uh, we will be with you on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, VEASAN video, completely free over uh, the weekend. So do, make sure to check that out if you haven't checked us out in our glorious faces. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say, uh, yeah, check us out there. And then at uh, 1 Tim Murray is the Twitter handle.
1: Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Stay safe in Vegas, my friend. We'll talk soon.
2: <laughs> I'll do so. See you, Frank.
1: Thanks, bro. Talk to you. Coming up next here on the DC City Cast, presented by Bed Rivers. We're going to give out our official release for this Tuesday night and uh, put a bow on the show. As uh, again, we appreciate your support. Follow along at J right on Twitter at Bet Rivers and at Veasan Live. We'll take a quick to. We'll be back right after this DC Citycast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience RushPay. When you want to
0: cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go-ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created RushPay. With RushPay, 80 percent of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers iOS app.
2: Presented by Rivers Casino Portsmouth. Must be 21. Play in Virginia only. Gambling problem? Call one 888 532
1: 3,500 DC city cast presented by bed rivers. Frank Hanran Rand from visa. If you listen to the DC city cast on Spotify, you can now leave us a rating. Of course, we appreciate all of your support wrenching closer to the uh, big game on Sunday. Uh, still, I'm still leaning, uh, Cincinnati Bengals plus the four, Uh, Let me check out BetRivers.com right now for the latest line for Super Bowl uh, 56. It is, in fact, the Bengals getting four points, total 48 and a hook. Moneyline Rams minus 190. Bengals plus 165. Uh, If you're looking at some hometown favorites tonight, Capitals in action. Hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets, they are minus 250. On the old money line. Total goal, six and a half. I guess Alexander Ovechkin is back from uh, from COVID. I think he's been cleared. So let's see if he plays tonight. Uh, we touched on it with uh, Timmy Murray. But my God, man. The uh, most interesting game of the night on the board is the number one team in the country is Auburn. Okay? They are visiting Arkansas. Auburn has won 23 of its last 24 games. Despite uh this amazing run, Auburn again the number 1 team in the country. Number 1 team in the country is only favored by 2. Help me out here. Arkansas is 7 and 3 in the SEC, 18 and 5 overall and unranked. Auburn is 22 and 1, 10 and 0 in the SEC. And only favored by two. Dare we, dare we take Arkansas plus the two? (laughs) I mean, oh my God. Like why? (laughs) Man, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if I can put it out on my official release, Um. But, boy, this is one of the classic, uh, this game stinks. Like, why? Why? Um, so, for, for S's and giggles, let's let's take Arkansas plus a two and see what happens. <laughs> uh, but I did want to give out my official, official release uh, to get back to five hundred twenty-two 22 and 23 on the season. Uh, The Sixers are favored by one over the Phoenix Suns. Suns have won 13 of their last 14. This one doesn't make any sense to me. Phoenix is playing very well. I'm guessing that they're resting some people uh, for the Phoenix Suns. So I'm going to take the Sixers minus the one tonight, hosting the red-hot best team of basketball, Phoenix Suns. This one doesn't make any sense either. So give me the Sixers minus one against the Phoenix Suns. That is my official uh, release tonight to get back uh, to 500. By the way, I I just love how Tom Brady is already keeping the door open for a return to the NFL. You see that? (laughs) How about that headline reads uh, um, Brady happy with choice, but never say never. Boy, he's just leaving that door open. How about that? He'll be back, right? There's I mean, he'll take a, a year off. He'll 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 get signed like mid-season next year. He'll figure that, you know what, I kind of miss playing playing football. All right? I was home for 10 months. It's time for me to get back in the game. So <sighs> I love loving these guys just leave that door open. It's in, incredible. So uh again, thinking NFL still leaning towards the Bengals. Uh, getting the points come Sunday in Los Angeles. Um, you know, they have had this uh, amazing run of covering, I think, six or seven straight games. Rams uh with Stafford and the superstars and Beckham and Miller and Donald. Uh they're they're their favorite for a reason, but I, I like the Bengals in this spot. I really do. And we'll get into that Furthermore, as we get closer and closer to the big game on a Sunday, do not forget to follow along at VEASAN Live, at Bet Rivers, at J. Frank Hanrahan. I want to thank uh, Tim Murray from VEASAN for coming on. And we will talk to you on Thursday. Dave Ross from VEASAN is going to stop by and give us uh, his thoughts on Sunday's matchup between the Bengals and the Rams. Once again, this has been the DC City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Frank Hanrahan from VEASAN. See ya!
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.